Welcome to the Frank and Jake podcast. This is episode 16. A little bit of a hiatus last week. That's my bad. Uh, My boy's jaw got ripped off. No big deal. That's my bad. We are back better than ever. Going to have a bigger podcast for you guys this week. A lot of stuff to talk about. Big week in football. Uh, Some basketball talk. And then obviously the fantasy football playoffs are on the horizon. Um, So going to be implementing some changes to the pod on a weekly basis. uh, And we will be getting into that now. Alrighty, folks. Sorry about no pod last week. Sorry, Brian. Um, I, as Jake said, my jaw got ripped open. Four teeth came out. It was down bad, as Jake could see. I tried to work through it. it was not happening. It was a tough effort, but it was it was so sad. It was like Frank was in sitting at his desk, and I sit right next to Frank, so I don't miss any of this. Frank's in at his desk, and somebody talks to him. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." You don't see his teeth don't move. It's like he's trying to he's trying his best at ventriloquism. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, awesome. We didn't get any takes off for last week. Um, the Browns beat the Texans uh, to get to 5-7. and seven, And then the, there was a glimmer of hope. Can the Browns win out? Um, and, the, and the Bengals said, nah, that ain't happening. Uh, the Browns lose 23-10. Uh, in Cincinnati, Gerald Burrow finally beats the Cleveland Browns. Took him long enough. Um, Sean Watson played uh, played way better than his Texans game, that's for sure. Um, two, over 250 passing yards with the touchdown. Um, but the Browns got nothing on the ground. Uh, and costly penalties. Kevin Stefanski is um, not a really great coach. Um, they got outcoached. They got outplayed. Uh, and the Browns season's over. Uh, so from here on out, it's pretty much just see what you have with Deshaun Watson and get him right for going into next season. Uh, and that's that's the goal. Uh, if you win out, that's cool. If you lose out, it really doesn't matter at this point because you don't, you don't have your own first-round pick. So let's get the offense figured out um, and kind of see what you have going into uh, going into next year. Don't get anyone hurt. They just put JOK on the IR, IR for the rest of the year, so he's done. Um, and it's going to be kind of that time. So I got a question for you, Frank, that I want to pose. Yeah. What do you say to the people who are already pushing the button on Deshaun? They're already in panic mode. Oh, well, they're, they're just, I mean, they need to relax. They just, like Aaron Rodgers said, famously, relax. Um, it's been two games. He hasn't played a year and a half. It's not like he got worse in the Texans game. He played better uh, against a pretty good Bengals team. Um, so you just calm down. Yeah, I would just say to pump the brakes. The the, the Browns lost because they uh, uh, averaged two point eight yards a rushing. Yeah, and as much as I love seeing him specifically have bad games, don't love seeing the Brownies have bad games. I like I'd love to see good good quarterback play for that team. So uh, I I am with you though. I think it's way too early to call. Um, you we are talking about somebody who just took a year and a half break from football, who wasn't even allowed to participate in practices for you know nine months and when he much. La- and then he last played he led the league in passing yards yeah so it's not i'm definitely not hitting the panic button yet uh however i am i am cautiously cautiously uh optimistic if i'm a browns fan still i i am excited to see the future but i am i i have my you know i i have my thumb on the pulse of the organization and i'm constantly uh looking to see 
what indications we might have that Deshaun is going to wake up because I mean, if you don't see some flashes of life before the end, you know, soon, soon, not just before the end of the season, if you don't see flashes of life soon, there is reason to worry just as a fan. Uh, Although next year, even if he has a horrible end of this year, next year, he's going to come back firing. It's, Similar to what I see for Russ this year, where he's having a really bad season. Oh, he's just an awful he's having a bad season. I don't expect this to be something that just carries into next year where he's this bad. I do. I think he'll have a bad season. I don't think he's ever going to be prime Russ, but I think if this past week showed us anything, it's that he still is cap- he's still capable of putting up a, a, a productive game. And right. I, I expect him to be more productive, uh, as, as and I expect the same from Deshaun coming forward. Well, Russell Wilson has never been as talented as Deshaun Watson. A uh, fact. Um, totally agree. Um, so I, let me just throw that out there. And then even, I told you, you could look up the first part of the year. I told you Russ is done. He did. He's yeah. over the hill. Um, so the, I think that is the reality for Broncos fans. But to um, circle back to the Browns, they got four games left here. Um, I believe they played the Ravens, um, Saints, Commanders, Steelers, maybe. That's how the four uh, finish out, and maybe in that order. Um, and like uh, Jake kind of said, just get the offense right. That's the big goal for the year. Don't get anybody hurt. Um, and kind of see, you know, uh, how the chess pieces lie out uh, and see what you have because this is going to be the Browns' reality. Um, they have no picks for the foreseeable future. They went all in on this quarterback. Uh, so... You know, that was that was the uh, Bengals end of the Browns hope for anything. Um, and we'll throw it over to Jake's pretty mid-team, but it looks like he will be able to uh, watch them next year. See, I was hoping you wouldn't say that because I'm taking that as a jinx. So, knocking on wood real quick because uh, right now the Patriots and the Jets have the same record. Patriots have the tiebreaker. They do. Frank, the Jets go on to play the Lions, Jacksonville, then my, then Miami, or then the Bills, and that, and then Miami. Yeah, the Patriots. We're good. They're gonna lose to Josh McDaniels. Play against McDaniels this week. Write it off as a dub. McDaniels, worst coach in the NFL, worst coach in NFL history. In fact, blew that game to Baker. He is. Okay, let's do the McDaniels rant because it yep. was gonna happen anyways. Josh McDaniels is an embarrassment to NFL football. Not only, <laughs> not only is he incapable of coaching an NFL caliber football team. He is also incapable of winning a game against a starting quarterback, starting quarterback named Baker Mayfield, who has played for a team for two total days, not even a full two days, just two days. Like Baker Mayfield repeated the exact same thing that Tom Brady did against the saints. One of those players is Tom Brady. One of those players has been on three football teams this year. I think that's all you have to say. Which already sucks. One of those players is the greatest quarterback of all time. No, that's not Aaron Rodgers. One of those players is Tom Brady. So, yes, McDaniels is a total, complete, utter disappointment to the sport of football. He does not deserve to have a, a job in the NFL. He doesn't deserve to have a job in high school or college either. Uh, at best, I would give McDaniels a job coaching a Pop Warner football team. Uh, you could potentially convince me into allowing him to be an assistant coach for a Division Three high school football program at best. He's the laughingstock of the league. He is the laughingstock of the world. Currently, right now, I imagine you could go, I could walk into China, pluck a random person out of China, say, hey, 
Josh McDaniels, what are your thoughts? And they would say, fuck that guy. Josh McDaniels smells like trash. He coaches like trash. He's got a bad football team. They're unmotivated. They can't win against a crap or they not a crap organization, a crap football team that should be a four-win football team this year and is sneaking out wins against them because Josh McDaniels does not know how to coach a game. So that's my Josh McDaniels rant for the day. Yeah. Um, I sincerely hope he comes into uh, the game this week with the same amount of motivation he came into the week, uh, the, the game this past week, because then, if that's the case, Patriots are guaranteed to win. Well, circling back to your Patriots, they got a Mickey Mouse win when Kyler Murray got hurt. Um, yeah, I feel, hey. Needed it. Prayers up for Kyler Murray. I, yep, as, yep. As, annoyed, as annoying as I find him to be. Uh, I, the Trey Young of I do, football. Yeah, I do hope that he... Know, has a quick recovery and comes back to football because it's a better league when he's in it. Um, but back on the scheduling side of things, um, so Patriots play the Raiders this week. Then they play the Bengals. L. Then they play the Finns. L. Then they play the Bills. L. So, yeah, we might have the tiebreaker against the Jets right now, but the Jets are looking like 2-2 two and two and the Patriots are looking like 1-3. and three. So if that occurs, I am going to be watching... Uh, I, I'm gonna be picking a team next year. I don't know who it's gonna be. It's not gonna. I won't pick the Browns because I already do pay attention to the Browns. So I gotta pick a new team to ride with next year if the Patriots don't finish over the over the Jets. All I need them to do is tie the Jets record because then they have the then they have the tiebreaker. So that's all I need for them to finish with the same record. So prayers up for Jake. Um, if you want to donate money to the cause, feel free to donate money to my Venmo. Uh, I'm not going to turn turn it down. Um, it's always yeah. appreciated. You can send his uh, his Venmos to me, and I'll send them to him, Frank Dash Lippold. Yep, Just, yep, uh, and we will split it 50-50. Frank will perfect. take his commission, and I will take the donations and give them to a, a much-needed hospital. And then, Jake, I did want to touch on with your pats. They did win. Uh, the Patriots, yeah. whether you believe it or not, they looked they, good. Uh, they have the last playoff spot right now. So my question to you, Jake, is by the end of the year, will the Patriots be in the playoffs? No. That quick. <laughs> I'm, I'm the, like, like who's who's got the wild card spots right now? It is the Bengals have the five seed, the Dolphins have the six seed, and New England has the seven seed. So the Chargers and the Giants, or the Chargers and the Jets are behind us? Chargers are uh, and Jets are both seven and six, but the so, Patriots have the tiebreaker. You see the Chargers record here. Chargers, so the Chargers schedule Titans next week, then the Colts, then the Rams, and the Broncos. Well, Chargers might go. Chargers probably going three and one in the last four weeks. Yeah. Patriots, if they go three and one this this uh, next four weeks, it's a miracle. It's a complete and utter miracle. So right now, I'm gonna lean towards the Chargers probably taking that spot from us. And the Patriots and the Jets both falling out of the playoffs. Well, the Jets are already out. So, um, are the Jets mathematically eliminated? Oh no, they're not out. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I don't think right the Jets. I don't think the Jets are gonna have a better record than the Chargers when it's all said and done. Okay. Um. So yeah, I, I'd so say Chargers take that spot. So when you uh, say they don't make the playoffs, what's your overarching goal these last four games? Find out if Mac Jones is the guy. Beat, uh, what, beat the Jets record so I can watch them next year. That's yeah, that's, that's fair. That's my overarching goal. What do I actually want for my football team? Um, open up the playbook. Stop with the stop with thirty percent of the plays being screen passes. Not have Mac Jones yell at match. Allow Patricia. exactly. So Mac Jones was was shown. There was a clip of him um, screaming and waving off Matt Patricia's uh, play call uh, at some point during the game yesterday. Um, that is not a good sign. Uh, so if you, if you ever watched Patriots football for 20 years, as much as I dislike Josh McDaniels, 
McDaniels had a fantastic relationship with his quarterback. Him and Tom Brady seemed to be best friends. They, McDaniels and Brady had rapport, and Brady had, well-deservedly, the trust of McDaniels to coordinate the offense and make changes as needed. Having gotten used to that, and then watching a defensive coordinator turned head coach turned nothing because he didn't deserve a job in the NFL turned offensive coordinator coaching your second year quarterback into a competition for his job uh, has been really really unfortunate to watch because based off and now I've I've stayed firm on the fact that I think Mac Jones is probably a mid-tier quarterback below at best this year he's been well below mid-tier quarterback whether he's a mid-tier quarterback or not, he is serviceable enough to open up the playbook more than you have. And if you are just going to lose the, if you're just going to lose him and cause him to not buy into the system that you're trying to implement, but then you're still going to start him, then you're wasting your time. You're wasting games, you know, multiple games if not years of his development uh, on an experimental offensive coordinator when you could be opening up a playbook watching him play, seeing how he performs, and then determining your playbook based off his performance rather than letting him play into the playbook first and then adjusting accordingly. He should have the full playbook right now. He's in year two. He's a cerebral quarterback. He deserves the shot. He deserves the shot. I agree. I agree. Um, So those are two AFC teams, our teams. Let's go to the NFC here. Um, Wild week here. We're going to talk about three teams in particular. Lions, Giants, Seahawks. I know we touched on the playoff picture um, last week, so we're going to kind of touch on it here in the NFC as well. Um, what a race we have for the last really two spots because Dallas has the uh, the five seed locked up. That's pretty much locked into uh, the NFC South winner, maybe the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. uh, and the Dallas Cowboys. And then you have uh, Commanders and Giants, seven, five, and one. That's kind of gonna kind of sort of sort it itself out. They play each other this week. Might be a losers leave town game. And then you have um, Seattle at seven and six, and you have the surging Detroit Lions on a five game streak, if I'm not um, mistaken, right? At six and seven, uh, and where do we even start here? The Lions uh, beat uh, the Vikings. The mo- most they were the most fraudulent ten and two team ever. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Giants and Seahawks both lose last week. Um, Seahawks lose a stunner at home to Carolina, a game they should they should win. Um, so your thoughts on how this all sorts itself out? The Giants lost by 26 to the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, so Lions, Giants, Seahawks. Who do you think? Uh, or maybe the Commanders uh, out of those four who get who, two playoff spots. Commanders are staying in. Um, so right now. I'm going to be leaning towards the Lions taking that final playoff spot. Now, I know the Lions have to do more than the Giants and the Seahawks to claim that spot because they're a full game behind. Mm-hmm. But um, if you look at strength of schedule and you base it off strength of schedule, right? Lions have up next the Jets. For them, it's beatable. It depends on who the Jets start at quarterback. Yeah. If Mike White starts, it's you know it's a toss-up. It's 50-50 in my eyes. If Zach Wilson starts this game... It's an L. It's an L. The, 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 the Lions win that handedly. Um, 
Then they take on the Panthers. I don't know what's going on with the Panthers. The they Panthers just beat the win. Seahawks. Panthers might win the NFC South. It's yeah, but but it's also it's like they could very easily just not not they could put up they could put up a dog shit performance and and then the Lions are looking like two and zero on this two week stretch. Yeah. Then they go in against the Bears. Just Bears Jones. are by no no means easy an easy game, but they are really bad defense really against bad. a really good Lions offense that just got healthy for the first time this past week with yeah. Jamison Williams coming back. Then their final game is against the Packers. I, that's a toss-up to me. That's yeah. 50-50 right now. So that's their strength of schedule. Now, Seattle's Seattle goes through three weeks of... Uh, it's a tough schedule for three weeks, especially if Mike White plays. Yeah. They got the 49ers, then the Chiefs, then the Jets, then the Rams. So yeah, they have a gimme... They have a gimme for week 18. Yeah. But other than that, though, can do you see them coming out 2-2 two and two in that schedule? Well, in that in that scenario, them, them blowing this last game of the Panthers really hurt them a lot. Really um, hurt them. Because even when you look at Washington and the Giants, I, I, I think Washington will win the game so that they get the last spot. But if yep. Washington were to lose, they have the Niners, Browns, Cowboys. Uh, that's certainly not easy. That potentially could. You could look at that as four losses. Um, and then you have the Giants as well. Obviously, Commanders, big game. At Vikings, Colts win. At Eagles, Eagles might be resting everybody. Yeah. Um, so I think it will be the Commanders. Uh, in that last spot, really, I mean, I have no idea. Yeah, so I think, I think honestly, personally, I think Seattle probably just based off strength of schedule and how they've been playing recently, Seattle's probably my least favorite to take that final playoff spot, even though I want them in it more than any of those other teams. Yeah. Um, I would love to see Gino make it in. It's just... He didn't write back. It's just... It just doesn't make... It really just doesn't make sense to me to see them in it with how the schedule plays out because they face their tough competition early. Yeah. Whereas the other guys face their tough competition at the end of the year when usually that's where you're going to see your star players are getting rested. Right. So. Yeah, gun to head, I'm going uh, Washington and I guess the Lions. Okay, so we're on the same page. Yeah. I thought it was going to be Seattle until they blew that game. Yeah. And let's, let's point this out. If Seattle wins against the Panthers, are we even having this discussion? Well, we still might. They still play the Jets, and they're probably going to lose this week to the to the Niners. Yeah. But if they're uh, if they beat if they beat the Panthers this past week, right? All they have to do is finish two, two and, finish two and two, two, and, two, two and, and they are locked. Unless right. somehow the Giants went four and zero, right? Because you, to finish, you got to well, look because um, it looks like ten wins might get the last spot, maybe nine. Um, but if Washington, Washington or uh, the Giants, grant unless it's a tie again. Oh um, my God! Could you imagine they? Could you uh, imagine they tie again? Someone's gonna be at eight wins. Someone's gonna get the the five seed, uh, the six seed. Excuse me, is gonna have at least ten wins, um, and then the seven might be a tiebreaker and or uh, nine nine wins at worst. So it's gonna Man, be one of those guys getting eliminated because of that tie. Yeah, or it might help be, them, or it's, or it screws the Seahawks. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see how it goes. We both have the um, the Commanders. And Commanders and the Lions. Lions. Yeah, and um, I think that's the probably the the most logical decision. Yeah. Um, 
for both of us to make just because of of how the schedule is and just and knowing the, knowing the NFL and how that how, yeah and how Dan Campbell's kind of got these guys humming right now. And we had two different segments here. We can pretty much morph because it's the same game. Um, Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, um, first ever Mister Irrelevant start, and he uh, beat some awful wash quarterback. It, I mean, it's sad to see him overthrow everybody. Um, Tom Brady. It was a really bad game. It's bad. Really you, bad. Game. You had excuses for him for the Browns game. Oh, Mike Evans just needs I'll to dive. Excuse. I'll make an excuse every week. Um, he just needs to dive. Uh, my pat sucks, so I have to clean to an old man. Yep. Um, he's looked really bad. Mm-hmm. He's looked really bad. Uh, and I'm an Aaron Rodgers Team guy. Team has looked really bad. I'm an Aaron Rodgers guy, so I don't really have a lot to talk about. Um, but he's looked really bad. Uh, and then we did want to talk about... Um, <coughs> The Niners. We'll start with the Niners, unless you want to get your Tom Brady thoughts out of the way. Oh, I can avoid that at all. Okay, costs. let's avoid that. Um, can the Niners win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? Right now, they are nine and four, the three seed. Um, five they, five wins in a row, if I'm not they, mistaken. They might be able to get. They might be able to catch Minnesota. Uh, they're just a game behind Minnesota. Minnesota ten and three, San Fran nine and four. So they're going to be in the two to three range. Um, Looks like they're either going to play the, the Commanders. They're either going to play the Commanders or one of the Giants, Seahawks, Lions. Um, so basically, the question to you, Jake, can the Niners with Brock Purdy win the whole thing? Um, I say no. So I lean towards no, but it does depend on which AFC team they face. Uh, if they, they face there, yes. So if let's say potentially they make the Super Bowl. If that Super Bowl is going against the Kansas City Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills, I don't think the cha- they have a chance. I don't think I th- I throw the Bengals in there as well. And the Bengals, I, I I would agree. If any of those top three teams are in it, I don't think they stand a chance against them. The defense is great, but all three of those teams have solid defenses. With Debo being hurt, yeah, yeah, that is a big factor Huge. too. Um, but all three of those teams have solid defenses right now, as well as star quarterbacks. I can't, I can't wrap my head around them losing to the team that has the best defense in the league. Yes, but a quarterback who is totally unproven, uh, except for a game against the goat. Um, not so the, not the goat. Right now, I would say the Niners cannot win a Super Bowl. With, with Brock Purdy at quarterback, um, for the reason that you mentioned, with Debo being out, I, I don't think they have the weaponry to do it with just McCaffrey and Ayuk. The Ayuk argument, from Mor- the famous one from work. Yes, so yeah, we have had this. Shout out yeah. Johans. Yeah, Johans. Ayuk's, Ayuk's nasty, just so you know. Um, Can't wait for Avatar this week. Avatar's going to be sick. Wish you could be there. Watching 3D. Um, yeah, we're going to get 3D tickets just to rub it in your face. Uh, but... Uh, I do I do imagine that the the Niners are even with Brock Purdy still probably a top 3 maybe top 4 depending on what you how you feel about Dallas team yeah. in the NFC. Oh, easily. Uh, they're, right? they're number 3. It's um it's Eagles. I would have them second. I have I'd have Eagles, Niners, Dallas. Niners with Purdy and No Debo, right? Right now, yeah. Okay. Right now. Okay. Right now it's the top Five in the NFC is Philly, 
the Niners, then I'd have the Cowboys, uh, Vikings, uh, and then that last spot, it's not the NFC team, I guess it's the Commanders at this point. That's crazy. It is, uh, though. And then, we could talk about it, there's no more burying the lead, um, your guy looks really bad at quarterback. Um, Brady does? Yeah, he looks really bad. I thought we were thought we were bypassing this yeah nope. he looks he looks awful now i will say though here it is no this he's is hurt. just this is no 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 there's like nothing, to do, nothing, nothing to do with that nothing nothing to do he's hurt until brady is eliminated from playoff contention i'm not really too concerned with him if i'm being honest dude they should be four and nine i know like but they're up. not mathematically eliminated yet well, they're they can leading still, their division they are in the worst division by far if in it by far until Brady is out of the playoffs. Well, he's going to be out week I one. I will have faith in him. It's he's going to be out round one. It's, it's 20 years of my being. Yeah, keep slurping. That have just learned this. Get off, are you off your knees yet for the no, audience? No, it's not the, that's not the point. It's I have I have so much confidence in how that man has played. In cheating. And how that man has played. And cheated. That I cannot... I cannot move off of... I cannot say he doesn't have a chance until he literally will, doesn't have a no, chance. I, I, I get that argument, yeah. but I would say Todd Bowles and Brian Leftwich are awful. awful. It's they're, they're the reason they're they have laughing no stop. They're, they're, they're so bad. And it's not like... Yes, it, it, they are totally... To, they, and Tom Brady needs to be held accountable for, for it, too. Tom Brady has been bad. Really bad. And I won't beat around the bush. Like, really bad. Yeah, I get it. But, and anybody who's a Pats fan who's listening to this, my uncle, Brian, Try the, Brian. the other people, whoever whoever else in Massachusetts is listening right now, love you. Um, you guys stink. You know, as well as I do, you can't count Brady out until he's out. It's just how we've been raised. So until wow. until he does it this year, until this year, you know, if this year it happens and, and he makes it into the playoffs and then he, well, just, he, hasn't looks, won this Super he Bowl. just looks awful, then he has... I'll be, you know, I'll concede. He hasn't won the Super Bowl in a long time. No rings in 2020 count. COVID, that's just a fact. No rings count in 2020. Dodgers, you're out. Lakers, you're out. Tom Brady, you're out. Those rings don't count. Um, so he hasn't won a ring in a very long time. And he's certainly not going to this year. Dallas will would destroy them. Will destroy them. I I know, but like also the <laughs> team go. on paper is good. Like it's on not paper. a bad team. Jake, that's why no it's more so on... hard to count you them out. Hold on, stop, stop, stop. You can't say on paper when we've seen thirteen weeks of games. I know it's. I don't want to. I don't want to use it. The problem is, it's like I'm at my. I I have nothing left to hold on to, Frank. All right, all right. Well, we'll end it on that note. We'll take a break here <laughs> and talk about some of our favorite games next week. We'll be right back after this. So Jake coming right back. Normally it's the four four, but this week we have a we threw a fifth fifth game in there. Excuse me. So I guess the biggie bag week. Biggie bag um, week. Shout, we'll, out, shout out Wendy's. Shout out Wendy's. Love Wendy's. Love Wendy's. Not um, sponsored. So first Saturday um, games really of the of the year from here on out. Uh, but we're not starting there just yet. Uh, we kind of just touched on both of these teams uh, about thirty seconds ago. Niners at Seahawks. Um, Right now, the Niners favored by three and a half. Can Brock Purdy get his first road victory? I love this matchup. I love this matchup. This is two really good young defenses with stud rookies 
uh, and two quarterbacks who started the season. I don't think anybody thought they were going to be starting games. Um, so I'm really into this matchup. It's also really cool to see that both of these teams right now are in playoff contention. And it's finally a good Thursday game. Yep, we got another good Thursday game. Uh, last week's was not good, but there, there, I believe we've had one good Thursday night game all season, and this is number two. It was the Browns. So it is nice to finally see that we're going to have um, have something to actually enjoy on Thursday and not just sit there and be miserable. Um, I have the 49ers winning this game yep. um, by, a, by a handful of points. Yeah, I've got the Niners winning and covering the three and a half. Um, I'm just really that I just can't get over the taste of that that Seahawks loss to the Panthers. You're at home. Yeah, um, looks just make, gives you a bad look. Better quarterback, I know. Uh, Kenneth Walker was uh, was out, got injured, but you still have Lockett. You still had Metcalf. They they had to so the pull out the defense. They had to pull out the Jaws' defeat by the Rams, and it's not a stud defense anymore. It was. Um, they went to Germany and they forgot how to play football. They yep. peaked early. So, Seahawks are out. I'll take the Niners winning and covering. Yep. Um, and then we'll go to our our two Saturday games. Well, there's three Saturday games, but only two uh, of them are good. Two are two are good. Um, Four thirty Ravens at Browns. Um, Deshaun Watson's first um, home game in Cleveland. Does he get a dub? We don't know with about the Ravens yet. Huntley was out with the concussion, obviously with the whole Tua thing. Not sure if he's going to play just yet. We're filming this on Tuesday night. So don't know really Huntley's status uh, just yet. Um, Browns are currently favored by two and a half, so just under a field goal. I will take the Browns to win uh, and cover uh, just because I think the Browns' defense has actually really improved the past couple weeks, and you throw in a third-string potential quarterback there, um, making his first start. I'll take the Browns to win at home and split this even uh, season series with Baltimore. Yeah, so Baltimore is coming off back to back really wins, really close wins. Fluke. Um, and now a lot of that Lamar's not been there. He was he got hurt in the in uh, the Bron in the, in the not Bron- the Broncos game. Yeah, the Broncos, the Broncos game. game. Steelers yeah. they started Huntley. Yeah. Um. I I both the teams they barely beat are not really good football teams. Small hands the Browns Browns are better than the Steelers, and the Browns are better than the Broncos. Fact. Bra- Browns are going to come out with an offense this week. That's one thing those other two teams could not provide, and the, the Ravens barely beat them. Uh, this is a Browns dub in my eyes. Uh, now, a lot of that's going to depend on quarterback play. Yep. If, if Deshaun just plays like ass, if he just doesn't wake up at all, then you know obviously you're not going to win that football game counterpoint nick chubb miles garrett that was actually the point i was about to bring up is but how much does quarterback play matter when you have nick chubb at running back if stefanski comes up with a good game plan for this which he hasn't been doing lately he's been having some bad game plans if he has a good game plan for this game uh and we can just see no turnovers from deshaun watson yeah you have you have yourselves a win browns fans yeah with even if Lamar was there, I think I still would pick the Browns. I do like the Browns in this spot. Um, so I will take them to win. And then the primetime 8-15 game, uh, the Dolphins have any hope of winning the AFC East. Um, it would have to be with a win here. Um, traveling to Buffalo, going to be several inches of snow. Um, 
Buffalo favored by a little over a touchdown right now, seven and a half. They're favored by over Miami. Um, so the question is to you, Jake, do uh, the Dolphins cover the seven and a half? Or is this a Bills blowout at home? So this is going to be a Bills blowout uh, just because of the weather. Um, this is a weather game. Um, if this is on, if this is played in Charlotte and the weather is just going to be neutral, then Dolphins have a fighting chance. I don't think they're going to be able to play in this cold. Uh, and then to build on your point about the potential for the Dolphins winning out the division, I don't see it being possible. Um, just based off their strength of schedule. So the, so the Dolphins go against the Bills this week, then they have the Packers, then oh. they have the Pats, and then they have the Jets. Well, they're lo- uh, well yeah. Chances are you're going 2-2 two and two over that schedule. Well, there's, uh, they have an automatic win against the Pats. Sure. Sure, yes. Yeah, I mean, Beating the Jets. But we can we can if if you want to give them three and one, sure. But if you want to give them two and two, you know, I would say they're probably going to go two and two. The Bills, they have the Dolphins, the Bears, the Bengals, and the Pats. They're going to beat the Pats. They might beat the Bengals. And the yeah, the one seed's so, really up for debate. This here. is how I see it: if the Bills lose the game against Miami, Miami has to win out. Right. They have to win out. If they, if Miami loses this game, it's, they it's a wrap. They can't right. win. The, they can't get the one seed. It's just won't. Well, not even the happen. one seed in the division. The, um, yeah, the division. That, that sorry, I meant I meant first place in the division. Um, but they they'll be out of contention for that. Well, absolutely. So. Their only hope would be winning this game because they already beat them once in Miami. Um, but with the weather, with Josh Allen, um, I, I mean, it's not like Miami's never played in, in the cold before. These players have played all over in college, so. It's not like it's their first time ever seeing snow. Um, I do think this will be a close game. Uh, I do like the Dolphins to cover the 7.5, but ultimately the Bills win. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, you just said it was a blowout. Make up your mind. Hmm? You just said this was a Bills a blowout? blowout? Yeah, this is what you just said. Oh, just because of the weather? Yeah, you need to make up your mind. 7.5, do they cover or not? 7.5 point spread in the snow. That is a hard line. It's not Dolphins. Uh, no, no. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Bills do okay. win. Do they win by more by eight or more? Okay. All right. That's fair. So. That's fair. So we little difference there, and then we have um, the Fighting McDaniel's uh, facing off yep. against the Fighting Belichicks. Hilarious um, game in Hilarious Las Vegas. Game. The Pats are. This is the battle of the coordinators. Mc, yeah. Mc, Patricia versus McDaniel's. Um, the Pats are actually favored by one right now. They should be. See her on a Tuesday. They should be favored uh, by 15. The This Baltimore Raiders, or this uh, Vegas Baltimore Ra- Raiders. This yeah. Raiders, this, this Vegas Raiders team is a is complete and total joke. Um, yeah, worst worst coach team in the NFL. So you're taking the Pats. That I'm was easy. Pats, yes. That was easy. Um, Not a question for me. I will take the Raiders. Fuck. I'll take the Raiders. Um, the the Pats with this whole the Pats with the Cardinals slash Raiders two game stretch, they got their freebie with Murray getting hurt. I'm gonna take some regression back. Raiders win at home. Um, still have Devontae Adams. Uh, Derek Carr is still a good quarterback. It's just can Josh McDaniels get out of the way? To be determined. But I will take the Raiders at home. Uh, and then the last game, loser leaves town. Oh, Sunday night football. Seven, five, and one. The Giants versus the Commies. The Commies favored by four and a half. 
biggest home game in Commanders history as the Commanders. Um, yeah. yeah. As, as of now, um, who wins the game on Sunday Night Football with Chris Collinsworth and Mike Tarika? All right, so I have the Commanders winning this game. Um, at home, it's just a it's it they ha they are in a more favorable situation for the win. Um, they have been playing cohesively for what seems like six weeks now. Yep. Um, whereas the Giants, I've seen the absolute opposite. Yep. Giants yep. started up seven and one. They've lost four in a row with the tie. Well, yeah, four in a row and tie. Or sorry, yeah, four in a row and have tied in that span in that five game span. Um, I. I can imagine that um, the Giants are going to put up a good fight in this game, um, but I do think the Commander's defense gets the better of them uh, over the course of the game, uh, and then this is where I see the difference being quarterback play. Yeah. They're a better quarterback plays for the Washington Commanders. Right. They also have a better coach, I think, right right now. Yeah. Um, Dable, as great as he is, and I do think Dable is a really good coach, He's been he's been off he he's been coaching himself out of games the last few weeks, um, been kind of scheming things differently than he was at the start of the year. I know a lot of people caught on to their trick with the offensive line where they were stacking three on one side, uh, and and or stack, stacking heavy on the right side, and then slacking off on the left, and then also letting Saquon kind of work in the open space on the left side. The plan got they figured yeah. it out. So uh, week yeah. week eight it was figured out and and so far since then they haven't been the same team so right now commanders win uh and cover i like the commanders as well uh, simple fact uh, chase young chase young is back um and i like the fact that uh the giants when they last played it was on the fourth uh commanders just had their bye week so they got they were able to really deep dive with that film and they're still preparing for the same opponent yep and at home yep under the bright lights uh, so for that fact, I will take the Commanders to uh, win um, and cover to really uh, hold serve and hold down that uh, the sixth playoff spot there in the NFC. Yep. Uh, so we'll be right back after this with Jake's recapping the dumpster dive for the year. Jake's dumpster dive. Uh, we're here to put a bow on it. Um, what a season it was. We did... Every week we were here, except the uh, we missed last week. Yep. Way to go, Jake. I Which really wasn't out. a um, big, huge week for dumpster dumpster dives. It was not a ton of availability on the waiver wire anyways. So, so what we're going to do here is um, touch on Jake's best picks. Yeah. Best picks of the year. We're going to go we're gonna go five picks with two honorable mentions. Give the weeks they were out. Uh and hey, if you're if you just listen, started listening to the pod in week twelve, week thirteen, this is what you miss out on. You can get ready for next year. So, Jake, do you want to start with honorable mentions, or do you want to start with your number one pick? I'm going to start with the honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. The floor is yours. So, our two honorable honorable mentions are going to be quarterbacks. <clears throat> quarterbacks being a There's safe the cough. always happens. Quarterbacks being this a safe position in the NFL for point scoring. It is kind of hard to f totally flop on a waiver wire ad with a quarterback, especially if you give it time. If you're on a week-to-week -week basis, sure, sometimes they're going to flop. But over a sample size, it's very rare that a quarterback isn't worth picking up unless we're talking about bottom 10 quarterbacks in the league. Yep. So, honorable mentions. Justin Fields. He was an obvious pickup for most people. 
if you didn't pick him up after his first week of performing, then you were looking you were looking for him after his second week of performing. So if you were smart like me, you right. got him after his first big week. If you were slacking and you didn't think he was going to repeat it, then you don't watch football enough. Yep. You don't know ball. My uh, second option is somebody who I actually gave on pretty I gave pretty early on. I believe it was week 5 that I gave this pick, but to go and grab Jared Goff. Um, so this is two games before they go on a or three games before they go on to a five game winning streak. Yep. Uh, and clearly I think so originally when I had first rated uh, or when I had first given Jared Goff as a pick, he was quarterback number 11. Um, right now he is sitting at quarterback number 12. So he hasn't so had much fall off. It's it, been pretty it's consistent. Worse, Jake. Yes, because he had he had a really bad week against the Giants in yeah. that he put up a stinker um but since then he's still been pretty consistent averaging about 17 points per so nothing you know he wasn't a bad pick feels was the better of those two but again quarterbacks really not hard to find quarterbacks that are going to perform on the waivers now we're going to get into our top five um we're going to be going i'm going to be going in order from most recent picks that i've given you so the picks that i've given you um the least time to have on your on your uh, team. So my most recent pick who I gave you is going to be my fifth best pick of the year. I, I uh, told you to get him in between weeks 10 and 11, so leading into week 11. Uh, I told you to pick up Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco um, has fully taken over. Uh, d- the week that I told you to pick him up, he was still splitting touches uh, with McKinnon, and it was the week that Clyde Edwards got hurt. Since that week, he has dominated the team in touches. He's put up double-digit game after double-digit game, uh, and he has been the clear, the clear lead back in the off in an offense that has been totally humming. Um, my next pick, my number four uh, best pick of the year, is another player who, since I told you to pick him up, he has only had one performance without double-digit points, and that is Donovan Peoples-Jones. He is a security blanket. He is a him and another player who I'm going to get to are both just pretty much locks to get five catches in 50 yards a game. It's kind of just how they've been operating all year. Donovan Peoples-Jones, I told you, you get him leading into week seven. Um, and he has been stellar, or not, not stellar, but he's been really serviceable and startable on a fantasy football team since that point. Uh, the next op, the next pick that I gave, I gave leading up to week six. And similarly to, uh, to Donovan Peoples-Jones, he is another security blanket for the team that he plays on, plays on, and he has improved significantly as the year has gone on, and that is Zay Jones. Yep. Zay Jones has has solidified himself as the number two receiver in that offense, uh, in, in an offense that I think initially most people would have assumed Marvin Jones Jr. was going to be the number two receiver for that team. And Zay Jones has taken over successfully and been a really great option uh, to help Trevor Lawrence develop this year. My uh, second best pick of the season this year is a legend in our book frank yeah, the goat uh he's got to be at this point um he's in the hall of fame he's got to be in the, the frank and jake pod hall of fame it's hayden hurst yep. i told you to get him leading into week three been a been a consistent staple for tight ends throughout the league unfortunately um, just got hurt did did sadly get hurt but for those 10 weeks but you had 10 weeks uh, actually 11 weeks yeah to use him 
and be happy to have him because you had some consistency at the tight end position, which is something that only about eight people in every league can say right now. So, oh, yeah. Um, so Hayden Hurst yep. comes in at number two. And number one, who I gave as an option in our third episode ever of the Frank and Jake pod- podcast, it was the, actually the first, weekend, the first week that we ever implemented the dumpster dive, Frank. Um, and, I mean, he's hit, man. He has been definitely worth it, especially if you were making a playoff push and you yep. had this guy on your team. Christian Watson. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was, what, seven touchdowns over three games? Um, been on fire. Yeah, he has been an, on an absolute tear. When I said it originally, I had said Christian Watson was going, going to be the most trusted target for Aaron Rodgers' offense. It was always going to be between... Um, it was always going to be between him and Lazard and Rogers picked Rogers picked Watson and Watson has a really bright future ahead of him. And especially if you were listening to my advice in a dynasty league, congrats, congrats. Congrats. Cause you got multiple players who are young and up and coming and, and probably going to have, you know, really big careers uh, in the NFL uh, down the line. But also I hope that that segment throughout the year has been something that has, you know, been rewarding to you guys and helped you make a playoff push and, um, or, you know, just help solidify your bench yeah. uh, as the year's gone on, maybe help fill some spots so you could make trades up for better players, which is, I know, what I've been doing all year. Um, so uh, really great segment this year. I was yep. really happy with how it all turned out. Uh, it was something that was consistent. Usually had one oh, hit. It'll, it'll be back. One hit per week, and, yeah, can't bring it, can't wait to bring it back for the next, next year's fantasy season. And then as we put a bow on the fantasy talk, um, in my league – Jake with an utter collapse loses one of the buys. Lost the buy this week. Now yeah. has to play Frank Daddy. Yeah, lost it, the buy this week. We're uh we're doing the pod today, and then we're not talking to each other the rest of the week. Um, getting ready, mental mental warfare. We play each other in fantasy this week. Um, so we'll see. I mean, get, get your boys ready. It's gonna be a big big game for me. Um, uh, I lost by five points to lose the buy this week. As Garnett said, the Uzis. Rocket launchers, they're all coming out. Get ready. My dudes are coming. My dudes are coming. Hey, you, you make you make it so hard to want to beat you when you're just going to quote KG for me. KG the goat. So, Jake, we'll see soon. Uh, we'll let the people know uh, who wins that matchup. But, Jake, uh, Jake, thanks for the year long of the dumpster dive, and we'll see you soon. So, last time I talked to you um, about the Ohio State University uh, it was on a very somber note. They just got their asses kicked, lost the second half to the team up north, 28-3, to um, and got absolutely blown out. Um, but I am here to report we are back on a more positive note. Um, Ohio State has made the playoff. Um, they will be playing the Peach Bowl in Atlanta, Georgia, in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, going up against the defending champions, uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, Jake, very nervous for this one. Um, and this is a great color matchup. A uh, little red and silver. A little scarlet and silver versus black, red, and white. A little red there. Both teams wearing red. Boy. Um, so it's going to be t- gonna be tough for Jake to pick, but we'll see. Um, you know I can't tell the difference if they're both wearing red. I'm just going to assume. Well, one scarlet. One scarlet. That's facts. That's one facts. is scarlet. No disrespect, man. No dis- to my team. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I just wanted some quick thoughts uh, on this. Uh, I think a 
uh, maybe a potential second pod later this week with Bob as we'll go through full predictions um, and thoughts. Um, but as we were recording this, Trayvon Henderson um, ended up uh, getting, uh, he will be getting alleged to get foot surgery. So he will be out of the playoff for Ohio State, a huge hit uh, to their backfield. So it looks like it's going to be Mayan Williams, Dallin Hayden, and Chip Trainum in the backfield potentially. Um, Georgia, obviously very good. Uh, Jalen Carter on the defensive line, Brock Bowers, uh, there's, there's their star offensive player. Uh, and they're a, a great, great coach, uh, greatly coached team with Kirby Smart. Um, so we'll see how it goes uh, when it comes to the matchups, you know, really looking at Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, the only person that can stop him is the guy calling the plays. Shout out Ryan Day. Shout out Democratic Day. Um, really, really hoping he calls a good game for the Buckeyes. Um, and just really excited, not even, uh, not for just this game, bowl games in general. Uh, a lot of really good games um, starting actually really soon. Um, this Friday, the first bowl game. Um, and, and some really good ones leading up all the way, obviously, until the big ones, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Um, some just great color matchups for Jake. Notre Dame's gold helmets going up against South Carolina. I mean, that's just fire. The Gamecocks. Dude, clean Dude. helmet matchup. Yep. That is a clean helmet you matchup. My, one of my favorite colors, personally, Tennessee Clemson. It's going to be the orange off. In the Orange Bowl. I mean, you can't make that up. I Man, mean, if those were the Tennessee Blacks, Frank. You can't make that up. If those were the Tennessee Blacks, Tennessee Ooh. and Tennessee and Clemson, both orange in the Orange Bowl. Um, That's great. And then, I mean, you have TCU's beautiful purples going up against the ugly maize and blue that's i mean that's ugly that's the worst color yellow and blue well i do agree i don't think ishigan's uh uniforms are good i think they're pretty yeah, yeah. tcu's got the best best uniforms in college yeah. football that's that's Just that's not fact. debatable that's a fact you got a problem with uh, that come see me the rose bowl will be fun penn state utah uh, and uh you have alabama versus kansas state another good crimson versus little purple matchup there i know jake will have his eyes on that one yep. um purple is such a good football color it is i do love a good purple Needs uh, missing missing representation in the nfl if you ask me only it, one team with purple the vikings got good uniforms yeah oh no vikings and ravens vikings and ravens fair, That's fair amount of representation i guess but the vikings purple I like the Ravens purple and the Vikings purple. They're two different purples, if you ask me. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, so, like I said, that's just some quick thoughts. Um, Bob and I will, will, will delve into it a little bit more. Just want a little, little throw out a little teaser, a little sampling, a little to um, get your Ohio State thoughts going. We did make the playoff. Uh, you know, a lot of you know commotion going around this program with Ryan Day at the helm, but he has made the playoff three of his four years. Has won two Big Ten titles. Um, is forty-five and five um, as the Ohio State coach. So it's not all doom and gloom. Um, we will be in the playoff again, um, and I can't wait to hammer Bucks money line, Buckeyes money line. Um, so we'll be right back after this. I'll wrap up the podcast with some NBA talk. All right, Frank. We got to open up with our NBA talk. Hoops, hoops, One hoops, hoops. specific team should yep. be on the forefront of everyone's mind right now. The Pelicans. Hottest team in the league. Back-to-back wins against the Phoenix Suns. Yep. Totally embarrassing that team. 
not only that, Zion Williamson, three hundred and sixty dunk, end of the game, to, starts a little drama. To rub it nothing in. that the Suns hadn't already done to the Pelicans last year. Fact. What are your thoughts about this Pelicans team and their chances of maintaining this pace into the playoffs? Oh, I like it a lot. Uh, I really like the the way they've got the. Uh, Roster constructed. I like the veteran players they have. McCollum, Larry Nance Jr. coming off the bench. Um, and this is pretty much, for a large part, seven wins in a row. A large part of it without probably their second best player, Brandon Ingram, mm-hmm. who's been out since the end of November with a toe injury. Um, they're 18-8 and eight right now. Um, I know the whole West is wonky right now. Uh, granted, Memphis is just right behind them at 18-9. and nine. But when I see when I look at this team, I, I see a lot of things. I see star potential, obviously Zion Williamson, uh, the veteran leadership, McCollum, Valanciunas, um, and then you have the crafty players. Herb Jones is amazing defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let me get his name correct here. I was going to say Troy Mo- Tro- Troy Murphy. Excuse me, Trey Murphy's been really good for them shooting the ball. Uh, Jose Alvarado, a dog, uh, dog, oh. getting in CP3's face. Him. Having him and Devontae Graham yep. coming Devontae. off your bench has been really good. Just two like high-motor players, really cool. Really yep. cool platoon they have there. Absolutely. Uh, really good defensively, really high IQ team, very well coached. Uh, and one thing I like from them a lot, um, they have so many picks. Uh, trade targets galore. Uh, any pun that comes available, they can top any offer. Gentry's got yeah. He's got a full wallet. He's got a full wallet. They can, he, they can, they can, they have all the uh, the Lakers picks. Um, obviously, the Lakers have improved since the last time we've talked basketball, but it's still probably going to be a lottery pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a lot of trade, good trade assets. I don't think they would trade Herb Jones if they wanted to go all in. If that potential player, I'm not sure who it would be, becomes available, um, you know, I don't see why they wouldn't be able to really go all in and make Zion. Um, make a make a big three of Zion, whoever that player would be, uh, Ingram, uh, McCullum, and I just really like the team a lot. I, I don't I, I don't think they they're a championship contender just yet. Just twenty six games into their season, um, both how weird the West is. I don't see a reason why this couldn't be a, a Western Conference Finals team. Yeah, they they do look really good. And something that I want to mention. This year, Devontae Graham's salary is at $11.5 million. Very tradable. Let's just theoretically say, because they they do have a lot of tradable assets. You package that with Larry Nance Jr. and a couple picks. How many players in the league can they not get? Is a much better question than how many players can they get. I mean, we're talking about, with the package that they can build, there might be 15 max players in the nba that they can't make a move for well just their picks alone is just absurd yeah Yeah. Uh, so i i right now the way i see it is with or without a move this team is a finals caliber basketball team with a move we are i mean we could be talking like a secured like bona fide one seed no doubt yeah uh playoff team so i i am very excited for how this team goes i think Zion to be the focal point of this team, a team that is performing so well is great too because I think Zion Williamson, as far as I can tell, is just a really cool player, really cool guy. Um, and 
there was like a lot of doubt that like he had a yep. lot of he had a lot of people doubting him doubting that he could come back and be in shape doubting well, that he could stay healthy that he even wanted to be in new orleans yeah so it is really it's just really cool to see him of all the people um first off ha- playing amazing playing yep. all nba caliber basketball but also fucking kind of calling out the doubters and showing them how wrong they were because oh, yeah. like he was never he was never like newsflash he was never going to get below 250 like he's not right. built he is built the way he is because he's physically incapable of being smaller than he is he's in the best shape of his life and he's still fucking 500 pounds yeah, he's right. he is he is ma- he's a massive human being he's always going to have injury risk because of his size and if you can work around that and appreciate his greatness then you can see how fun this team is to watch and understand well, how much hope you should have as a Pelicans fan, knowing that your core is young and hungry. Well, Zion, uh, just looking at what <clears throat> ESPN has listed, Zion, 284 he's built. Built like a truck. 284, and we're talking, he probably dropped 15 pounds oh, easily. in fat from the offseason. All the memes were, were wild and out. Um, so it is cool to see Memphis currently the number one seed. Pelicans. Uh, I said New Orleans. You said Memphis. Oh, Memphis. Excuse me. Excuse You're close. Me. Half game off. I'm a half game off. Um, Memphis with the 16 winning streak right there as well. Um, but any final thoughts on your Pelicans? Um, no, just uh, I, I. This team was always going to be deep. It was all. They were always going to run, um, and they were always going to have the capacity to do something like this. But I thought there was going to be more competition in the West than there is right now. So the fact yeah. that they're seizing the opportunity and actually doing it just kind of shows how professional these this young organization is so let me ask you this last question on the pelicans and we can move on to uh, ad and Embiid. so they've played 26 total games they're mm-hmm. 18 and 8 uh zion has played in 21 of those does zion hit 65 games played this year yeah yeah, yeah and I, I don't even want to i don't even want to risk speaking into existence that he doesn't yeah. Um, right now he but looks it is healthy. A risk. He is. He's always going to be a risk. Yep. Right now he looks healthy. If you're smart, you're seeing your seeding right now, and you're saying, you know what? With how our team is playing, we can afford to manage Zion's playtime a little be bit against the crappier teams. A little bit close closer. Yeah, because you know you're good enough to make it to the playoffs, right? Oh, that's, absolutely. That's not a doubt. You know you're good enough to secure home home court advantage. That's not a doubt. Do you really care if you finish one through four seed? In, you might. You, so as a Pelicans, like, if you're a Pelicans player or Pelicans fan, you probably want that one seed because you've been out of this forever. And it's a great home crowd. It is. And it's a great it's a great city. It's just yep. a, a great sports city. You probably want that one seed, yeah. But do you want to risk your playoff hopes at in total over that one seed? No. If, if, if you are going against any bottom any bottom 10 team right now and it's it's a game that you can afford to only play zion zion 30 minutes or less you you have to do it you have to do it especially with how your whole team is playing where everybody's scoring efficiently right now let let your young guys come in off the bench let them play a little extra it's it's worth taking the risk and it's worth potentially losing the game when it if it if it means that you have you know, an extra three games of legs from Zion when it when playoff when it time comes. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely agree. So yeah, definitely be smart. Be smart about his playtime now while you still have the ability to. 
And then uh, the MVP race early on, um, it looked like your guy was... He's fallen off the last two he's games. He's off. We were not even going to bring him up. Um, <laughs> but uh, kind of like the big man stretch. Um, yeah. Joel Embiid has played phenomenal. He dropped a 50-bomb. AD uh, had that 55-pointer against the Wizards. And like multiple 38-point yeah. games. Uh, as you're a huge Lakers fan, obviously, uh, you had him with a better record than the Suns. Mm-hmm. Um, when we first talked, I think they were like two and ten. Yep. Um, they're still eleven on, and fourteen, right? A lot of I, they might be eleven and fifteen. Okay. Um, they did just win their last game, um, but still on the outside of the uh, the play-in, looking in. Um, really, we'll start with the uh, let's start with the Embiid side of it uh, with Philly. Uh, Embiid currently has the the fifth best odds for uh, MVP. Um, but this latest stretch he's went on, he had a great game against the Lakers. I believe he had like a 20-point first quarter. Um, Embiid, what have you seen from him really ca- kind of carrying the load with uh, with Harden being out? Um, and Philly's getting back up to um, – they were in the play, and they're all the, way, all the way back to the fifth seed right now. So Embiid carrying the load is, is the exact reason – is the exact thing that scares me. What have we come to learn every year that Embiid has been forced to play at this caliber? He doesn't finish the season healthy. Well, except last year. But he got robbed of an MVP. No, I'm he not going to say not he got robbed, robbed of the MVP. Did not get robbed. Uh, Jokic absolutely deserved it. But Embiid also deserved having it. Embiid played MVP caliber basketball. There's just one player that played better than him. Correct. So, my fear is you've had two... You've had you're going into almost a season and a half of having a, a fairly healthy Embiid who has been available to you more than what you've grown accustomed he's to. He's played. They've played twenty six. He's played games. What, eleven games this season. Mm-mm. He's played. Uh, they've played twenty six games and he's played in eighteen of them. Okay, so you've this is more games played per season than what you've grown accustomed to seeing from Embiid up till last year. For him to maintain a MVP caliber pace. He has to play 65 games this season. Well, he's averaging 33 and 10 right now. Yes. Uh, for almost two blocks a game. Um, he's been playing great. Really uh, good. Especially with Harden, has only played a dozen games. Uh, Max, he's only played 15. Um, that's been a really good team, uh, and they're only going to get better as they get healthier. They obviously do need to get Maxi back to really have their big three, uh, but he's going to be out for some time. Um, Harden's just getting the back of being their point guard, really. Uh, Actually, they're not playing. They're playing the Kings right now. Yeah. Light the beam. Um, he's already got 16 points. Well, there you go, live on the pod. He's 16 got on 16. four for five from the field, eight for nine from the free throw line. So at, at he's already getting the line a ton. Yep. They, they, they are a minute into the second quarter. Yeah, just so you fact check that. Yeah. Um, not even a minute into the second quarter. But I like what I've seen from the Sixers lately. They almost had that humongous collapse again. They did collapse against the Lakers, but pulled it out uh, in overtime. Um, that was uh, Tales from the Couch with Frank, uh, with his uh, poor Frank with the wisdom teeth, was watching that game. Um, I've liked what I've seen from that big man from the, uh, the East. Um, Anthony Davis, though, Jake, on the Western Conference, uh, LeBron's missed games. AD had just recently got sick. He got the flu. Um, but right before that little flu stretch when he left the Cavs game early, boy, he was doing good. Yeah, so 
Uh, I'm not going to make this segment about Russ, but this is just a oh, stat. Here we go. So since here we go. since moving Russ to the bench to be the sixth man, they are 10 and 10. So nothing crazy, nothing to write home about. Mid. 500 team with Russ on the bench, though. So the way I see it, if they can maintain being a slightly above, so if they can bring it up to being a slightly above 500 team this year, which I see that as a possibility for them with how AD is playing, I see no reason why AD shouldn't be in both MVP and defensive player conversations. Because as of now, I would I would venture to say the last four three weeks of NBA basketball, Joel Embiid has been the best player. Or sorry, uh, Anthony Davis has been the best player in the league. Him and Giannis. Yeah. On top of that, he's been playing elite defense better than anything we've probably seen since he's joined the Lakers. Um, and I I think if it maintains, writers are just gonna kind of gravitate towards having that narrative made because they love doing that stuff with I'm the gonna, Lakers. I'm gonna blow your mind. I'm ready. Uh, you obviously, I do agree with Andy Davis. Has been phenomenal defensively. Do you know who is? We're sitting here, uh, December thirteenth, uh, a couple months into the season. Who currently has the best odds to win Defensive Player of the Year? And it's not Giannis. Best odds to win Defensive Player of the Year, and it's not Giannis. Can I have a conference? It's in the. It's in the East. Eastern Conference. There's uh, no way you're guessing this person. There's just no way. guess just because you're you're making it so vague i'm just gonna go throw it at clint capella it is not clint capella it is brooke lopez <laughs> why he's I, he's been great defensively for that bucks team he's sitting uh a, a pretty large favorite plus 100 um really your guy anthony davis you can what is he find, probably you can find him at plus 2000 that's not yeah it's not awful it's not, um not so he's horrible. in the he's in the top 10 of odds but i that it's also just, a just bad the, first half of the season for them. Just, just that kind of shocked me, and I knew you. That is you were sur- Lopez, very but. no. That's why I was like, when you, you made it sound so bad, I was like, it's got to be a bad defender. So maybe it's Clint Capella. Clint Capella, it's not. Clint He's a bad, bad defender. That's why I thought you were gonna say a bad defender. No, Brook Brook Lopez is a good defender, so that doesn't really shock me. But for him to be getting that credit, that much credit right now is crazy. Um, so what he's he's averaging six. I know his box score doesn't mean much, but sixteen and six. He's playing. How many, let's see how many minutes per game he's playing right now. So he's playing thirty-one and a half minutes per game. So he's right on the cusp of where if he starts to play less, he's going to knock himself out of contention. Well, it's just games played, so he's got to hit the mark. Um, yeah, no, I know, but they're like if you go and you're working, if you're playing 26 minutes a game, they're never oh, really going to give gonna. you the shine on it. Well, that, so they're if not he can do that. He's if he can play. maintain 31, 32 minutes a game, then yeah, I see that actually maintain being a possibility for him winning, which would be Hilarious. obscene for him to have gone to being a, a defensive liability on the Nets to now a with sniper a, as a great scorer, as a sniper to being a three point sniper and defensive player and defensive player. The it would be absolutely. I mean we. That man, he 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 was a horrible defender. He was an amazing offensive rebounder and a great inside scorer. Hey, one of the guys who changed the game. He he really genuinely changed their game. I changed say. his game, possibly more than anybody that we've ever seen. Well, I won't go that far, but I don't. I, I, it's putting me on the spot. I mean, we can think about it. we can think about that later and maybe bring that up. We can but use that as really, something for yeah. next time, but that's uh, something I'd have to think about because when, he, when they when they last played the Cavs, he uh, 
was lighting the Cavs up from yeah. three, uh, and he was a menace in the paint. So that, it really doesn't shock me a whole lot. Um, but, you know, we were kind of being nice, talking about the Pelicans, Lakers, Sixers, but kind of just burying the lead. Talking about our teams. A little bit. A little bit. Oh. Uh, we're both a little sour grapes And right I don't really now. have that many good reasons to be, but... I got sour grapes. You definitely my, have yeah. reasons to be. I'll, I'll just take it. I'll let you go first, because, yeah, my gripes are not um, as big. Darius Garland has robbed the Cleveland Cavaliers of over $200 million. Um, robbed them blind. Um, it's really sad to see. Cavs sitting here, um, third seed in the East, 17-11. and 11, um, Four losses back of Milwaukee and Boston, uh, as we sit here on Tuesday the 13th. Um, I don't know if it's my guy's eye still bothering him, but every single pass has to be the... The fanciest pass in the world. It's like Marcus Smart. Um, but Darius Garland's an actual good passer. <laughs> Marcus, Marcus Smart's, Smart's a good, good passer. passer. But not Garland's level. No, um, no, but he's not. Yeah, he's never been a true point guard. Continue, then, sorry. Yeah, shut up. And then um, <laughs> and then the the wings, man. Levert actually had a good game against the Spurs. It's really a Spurs game. Spurs have, they have Vassell. They have, uh, shout out Malachi Branham. Um, Bob over 14 and a half. Um but it's I don't get what's wrong with Garland. Uh, Mitchell had that little lower leg thing, missed a couple games. He comes back. He'll be fine. Uh, Mobley and Allen both look good. Um, but when you lose to a Spurs team who's bottom five currently uh, in the league, um, that's a really bad loss. Uh, I don't know if it's that is up there uh, for their really – I don't know if it's their worst loss. The Clippers lost. They blew a huge uh, fourth-quarter lead. That still might be their worst loss. Um, but when you have a full Cavs team going against a, a Spurs team that's really not that good, trying to really tank. Um, I know they, they've won actually three in a row now, um, the Spurs have. But this is a team you should beat if when you're, if you're the Cavs level uh, of talent. And they blow it. Garland has looked bad. Um, I know Dean Wade's been out, and he's our, he's our normal, he's our normal um, starting three. Um, but kind of like what we touched on when we, when we last talked to Shake, Cavs obviously have to upgrade their three um, at some point. I don't know if it's going to be P.J. Washington. Um, does Kelly Oubre interest you? I don't really know. Um, but as of now, uh, Cavs' biggest priority is getting Darius Garland fixed, uh, whatever's wrong with him. Um, playmaking defensively he's been awful i think just um, december is his issue he, it's been bad so well, this we saw is him, not meant to rub it in well we saw him in person his first game back in, against boston dude was making every shot everything uh, everything and i still stand yeah. i've said this for a while now frank have i not that he has currently the best release in all of basketball you know wide open shot to win yeah. the game in the corner uh release looked perfect left it short yep. thanks yeah what are you gonna rub in? So this is this is more just because uh, I'm a stat head. Um, Box score watcher. So this, I mean, this is pretty uh, pretty immersive. Um, so Darius Garland in uh, November compared to his sample size in December, which is not similar. It's not a huge size, but it's you know it's uh, six games. So Darius Garland averaging. Same, same, almost the exact same amount minutes per game. He, his true shooting or his his field goal percentage has dropped nine percent this month, with his three point shooting percentage having dropped fourteen percent this month 
on less attempts per game. Um, now, in terms of uh, turnovers, we have seen a 0.4 turnover per game uptick um, with it's just two pass. pretty bad six turnover games sprinkled yeah. in the last month um, with a seven point per game drop in yeah. scoring. Um, I don't. I know it's still he's still getting used to him and Mitchell sharing the ball and whatnot, and they're working out the kinks. Um, but man, I'm watching the game last night on my phone. How do you lose that game to the Spurs, man? It's just you, you should. They got down 19. They come all the way back. Um, defensively, look all out of all out of sorts. Um, and you know, I don't want to be that guy getting worked up against uh, about December basketball. Um, but I will, because this team, I have aspirations for this team to at least make a conference finals. Maybe um, can upset the Bucks or Celtics in round two. You know, obviously right now you wouldn't say that, but um, there's players to be had. Uh, it's good to have aspirations back, and it's good to get pissed off about Cavs basketball again because for the longest time it was losing um, to get so better drafts. Socks. Well, the socks suck. Um, uh, Cavs are at least good. Uh, for the longest time, the Cavs it was just, you know, we're looking at already looking at the lottery. What are the odds? Um, it's it is nice to get pissed off about Cavs yeah. basketball. Yeah. Um, and I know you're pissed off because Jay Tatum sucks. And he. Uh, I don't know if we ever told the pod my Jason Tatum like legit take. Oh yeah, I think um, you brought it up last time. Last time we talked about him. So my take, it's really probably been a two to three year take now. Really since they were, uh, we sent them packing. And, he brought it up prior know, to the playoffs last year to me. To Jake, that's when I knew Jake. Yeah. Met Jake in uh, January, but this has been uh, a take I've quite had uh, probably since we sent them packing. Um, in 2018, sorry, uh, sent you home that year. Um, Jeff, the Jeff Green game. I don't want to rub it in, but Jeff Green made a lot of open threes sorry, against I lo- you. I rubbed in the Darius Garland. Yeah, thing, so. Jeff Green ended your season. That's mm. a literal fact. Celtics um, legend. Sorry, um, I don't. I do not believe Jason Tatum can be the best player on a championship winning team. Um, I had this take with Giannis. Um, obviously things change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, shouldn't, you shouldn't have no. even said that. When I was in college, I had that take with Giannis. And when they blew a 2-0 uh, lead to the Raptors, I was feeling on top of the world. Like, oh, this is perfect. Uh, and then I forgot Chris Paul blows every 2-0 lead he's ever had. Um, for, it, that's what it seems like. So, uh, But Giannis did end that with a 50-burger to clinch the uh, the championship. So that ended that take. Um Respectfully, I bowed down, said that take is dead. Like, what's the next player I can latch on to? This this kid from Duke sucks. Let's latch on to him. I hate Boston, so let's just stick with Jason Tatum. <laughs> he's like the MVP favorite. Uh, it's actually, I think, I believe it's Giannis. But he was the MVP favorite. Um, but right now, it's that's my take with Jason Tatum. It just so happened um, that Jake obviously is a Boston fan. Uh-huh. Um, as I say that, I look up the odds. Uh, Giannis and Tatum are actually dead even tied right okay. now um, for MVP odds. And I, I, I would assume um, that Tatum had that crown two games ago, but these last two games, stinkers. Been, he has been not good. He's been thicker. Uh, so. Before we started the pod, he, he was already pulling out the injury card. He looked a little, he looked a little yimpy. He's looking a little hurt. He's looking, looking a little, a little hurt. hurt. They're letting yeah. Jalen Brown take um, more control of the offense. Sorry, Brian. Golden State owns Boston. Carry on, Jake. That's true. They own us right now. Uh, I did appreciate uh, Tatum at the end of the game, and he always says it very calmly, but he was 
He was like, the media cared more about this game than we did. This was just another game in this season. If if we see them in the playoffs, that's when this matters. Right now, it's just another game. That doesn't sound like the killer attitude I know. Now, they just uh, beat you in the championship. You had a bad finals. So, he had a legit bad finals. Yeah, personally speaking, anybody else on the team can say that except for him. I think he that he need, I think that he needs to be like, yeah, fuck the Warriors. I wanted that win bad. That was that was the, that was the game I've had circled on my calendar since last year. Yep. That's what I wanted to hear from him because that's the kind of fire I want. And he that's soft. what I'd expect from like Marcus Smart. He's right? soft. So it does kind of irk me a little bit that he's so composed. And I, I like the fact that he's composed, but it, it, it does bother me a little bit that he was just, he, he didn't seem to care much about that win. He gets one Mickey Mouse trip to the finals because Chris Middleton was hurt. And now he thinks he's some shit. Yeah. Um, so uh, I was saying earlier he to did, Frank that Dodgers my question. Tatum. No, you know I agree that they shouldn't have made it last year. I've admitted it more than one time. If Middleton was healthy, the Celtics wouldn't have made the the finals last year. That is, I've been on that take. I said it when I said it during the finals. It's just how it is. I'm not stupid enough to think that they were better than the Bucks last year. Healthy Bucks. Um, But the last three games, Jalen Brown has seen, and this is a genuine uptick in usage he has he has been utilized more as the primary player i don't necessarily think that tatum has an injury but i think maybe there's a lingering soreness or something like that that has caused him to give up a lot of his aggression on driving to the paint that was one thing that has improved his game this year and has been has what has enabled him to be a consistent 30 point scorer all season has been his ability to drive and get to the line. Be an MVP favorite. The last few games, he has not showed that same fire to get at the line, finish smooth. And again, I don't know if it's an injury. I don't know if it's a coaching decision. Or he's just playing bad. Or he's just reverted back. That's also possible. Or he's reverted back to where he was last year. with Where when he doesn't drive, inconsistent shooting nights cause him to have inconsistent nights. All season, we've seen he could shoot inconsistently, but he'd still go six for ten from from around the rim. So, and draw fouls. So he might shoot, you know, two for ten from the field, but he's still putting up thirty points because he's getting to the line ten times. Right. So this is something where I'm going to be focusing a lot on watching how this progresses over the next few weeks to see it if it's something that could just be one bad week. Exactly. Everyone, everyone gets bad weeks. Exactly. Which is also kind of where I stand with Garland. I don't it's think a, that this is a permanent issue with Garland, but he has been bad for for what now is month. 13 days. Um, maybe a little bit more because he, you know, he was hot when he started the season. So um, I, 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 you know, hopeful still for the Celtics. I'm not going to hold two games against them, but I am, I am getting a little more nervous than I was a couple days ago. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, as we wrap up this pod, um, Jake, you have a would-you-rather segment you're surprising me with when it comes to the NBA. Yeah, so we're going to do a little NBA would-you-rather, uh, bringing back the would-you-rather series that we had going during the NFL season. Yeah, going to transition it fully into NBA now. Um, maybe get one more in with fo- football before the end of the season or like maybe a playoff would-you-rather. Um, but this one is going to be a play- uh, a NBA would-you-rather, the Kyle Kuzma edition. Okay. Kuz 
couple years ago, a couple years ago, I would have been like, there's not many players who I don't want more than Kuz. The highlight of uh, Kyle Kuzma's life was, or career was, he dated Vanessa Hudgens for like a month. Lucky bastard. Lucky guy. Lucky bastard. But it was all everything outside basketball. And now, he's a good basketball player. <laughs> he's been good. I mean, he's averaging about 20 points a game. He looks to be probably the most, the, the most he's or second. He's the, he's, he's the second or third most consistent scoring option on the team that he plays for right now. Well, they have Beal and Porzingis. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. He, But Porzingis hasn't been uber consistent. Which is kind of where I've been like, Kuzma's been like a solid, like rock steady 18 to 22 a game. Yeah. Um, but yes, obviously Beal's got the keys. So, I have posed a forward. It's it's NBA forwards, would you rather. Mm-hmm. Um, just players who I, I find that based off right now, you might want them, you might want Kuzma over them if we are looking to win the next game you're playing. So just to clarify, let's say you're just finished game six of a playoff series, game seven to win it. Who do you want? Kuzma, Kuzma or... or blank. Okay. All right. So the Kuzma game. So start off. This is just forwards. Kuzma or Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. I think I go Kuz right now. No, yeah, you... I think I go Kuz right no, now. No, you forgot it's... what he did to you in the finals. No, no, no. Wiggins looked great in the finals. It's it's not that. It's more. Um, it, it it's just more so what I what I view as important right now. And Kuzma's got a lot of size. Wiggins a bit is still a better defender. Wiggins is a good defender. Yeah, I, I just see Kuzma's size, and I, I do find Kuzma to be a slightly more dynamic scorer um, than Wiggins. Wiggins has probably just a better three, maybe. And a better, a better, he's a better dunker, but he's not a better finisher. So, um, right now, I'd say Kuzma. I think it's, it's totally respect the Wiggins decision, though. This is a weird one. Um, Franz Wagner, he's a really good player uh, coming out of that ugly team up north, but he's played real well for the Magic. Yeah. Um, but a little early, I'd go Kuzma. So I, I also lean Kuz. This is another one where it's like, whose offensive bag do you think is deeper, Kuz or Wagner? You're not oh, getting defense. You're not getting a lot of defense from either. No, Wagner's a great defensive player. He's a solid defensive player. He's I don't. I don't really know good. if I'd want to label him great. I do think He's a lot great of it's, for the magic. I do think a lot of it is due to the magic and how they run their off. They run their system. But I still go Kuzma. I just think yeah. more options with him. And this is where I think we get into more established NBA players, like players who. I think there might be a little more debate for Kuzma, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris got the bag, and he's done a lot of nothing with Philadelphia. I know, I know that's your take. That's why um, I threw him on there. But I would, mm, 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 mm. I would probably go Harris. I like his mid-range game still a little more. I also go. I also go. Harris. Money aside, I'd go Harris. Yeah. So Especially I also since go... it's only one game. That, and that's where I see it. it's it's Harris has a lot of experience, but Harris also like I don't want to let's not forget what happened when he had the keys to an offense. When oh, he was when he had the keys to the offense in Detroit, he was really good. Like, well, anyone's he, good now. Jeremy Grant yeah. was really good with the keys. Oh, so I'll just skip to that guy now. Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant or Kyle Kuzma. Oh, Jeremy Grant. All right, easily. So, yeah, he's I, been I, great with Portland. Jeremy Grant is like a. Like genuinely speaking, he's one of the better scorer. Like he's one of the better scoring forwards in the NBA. He's a really good scorer. He, he is. He's a really good scorer. He does everything Kuzma does, but just slightly better. Yep. Um. That's how. That's where I see him. And then this guy, 
This is one where his this season he has been worse, but I think he's trapped. It's John Collins. John Collins. Um, funny note: before we drafted Evan Mobley, I was trying to find people um, I could pair Jared Allen with. John Collins, I thought could pair well with um, Jared Allen, and it's funny John Collins is now on the market. Um, but I think I'd go Kuzma, more reliable. I don't know what I'm getting from a night-to-night basis with uh, John Collins. He could get hurt. Or he could drop four points. So, I see it a very similar way, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lean the opposite. Where I think Collins' upside is high enough, high enough, better than Kuzma's enough to motivate me to take the risk with him. Okay. So while I do see Kuzma as being the safer option, I think Collins is Collins does have the potential to be like a you know tw- like in real NBA like a twenty three and ten player. So um, maybe I, eighteen and ten. I mean, Kuzma right now is 20, 20, Kuzma's the better scorer. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think Collins, Collins, if I'm not mistaken, Collins was like 38% three-point shooting his first year out of college. And That's then fine. and then he's kind of dropped off as well. well he he kind of had that similar, he had a similar trajectory um, offensively that Jaron Jackson had, where it was, he yeah. was really good year one, and then it just kind of fell off. But I, I would run Collins on that. Just I see more upside from him. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, and I think, if anything, this segment is a testament to what Kuzma's done to his game. Yeah, to lead a when segment. He played, when he played with the Lakers, people were like, get this guy off this team. He is bad. How is he the one taking Manessa Hudgens on dates? Unreal. Yeah, that too. That Unreal. too. He's got the, he's got the Riz. Yeah. He, I, he does. He's he got sure the does. Riz. Um, so as we wrap up here for the week, um, any, any highlights you want to, you want to touch on before we go away for the week? Not sport related. To, uh, Avatar. Thing. So Avatars this week, huge, huge that, for the guys. Yeah, that's a big deal. Huge for the guys. Uh, gonna probably carve out three, three and a half hours to go and f- view that on Thursday with my guy here. Yep. yep. Um, but also shout out to me and my guy Frank because my both guy, of us. My need guy to, Frank and I. Both of us need a shout out. We've been busting our asses at on a work. project at work, yeah. and so far we've done a really good job and and killed it and. Yeah. Uh, we might not get uh, we might not get a, a lot of praise from the people who are running it, but we, uh, we, we will, will certainly to praise ourselves. ourselves. They don't so, know we even hey, do this. Frank, put it yeah. here. You've done a great job. You have. As You've well, done a great job. You have as well. Um, I do about ninety five percent of the work. Uh, Jake just cakes in a little bit. Hey, um, hey, I gotta get I gotta get where I can. <laughs> he gets in. Um, but yeah, we have also with me getting the wisdom teeth out. We started the project last week. Start, it was, started the did like the day yeah. Frank. Yeah, Franks. had my wisdom teeth taken out last Friday. Uh, started the project on Monday, um, broke my record, and I worked uh, about a day and a half. Yep. So it was impressive. It was, it was impressive. an impressive week. Yeah. Uh, but all in all, a good week. Um, and we're back on the grind, kicking in late in the NFL season. Hoops picking up. Uh, Jake, we're about to do a NBA TikTok link. Uh, what's the TikTok page? FJ Pod. FJ Pod. Yep. Right, perfect. Yep. You can then, also just look up Frank and Jake podcast on TikTok. It will bring you right to our channel. And then uh, we have the Twitter account as well at Frank and Jake Pod. Uh, follow us on all socials to stay up to date. Yeah, uh, Bil- make accounts just to follow. Think about it. Why not? Why not? You're, if you're bored, remember that your pals would Brian, love the support. Brian, I know you have about four burners for your Boston people. Make sure they're all following the pages. Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. If you don't, you're sus. Your sauce. So we'll wrap it up here, Jake. 
and we will see you next week.